It's time for a pit stop. Here, we take a brief rest. It's time to refuel, recharge, and explore shorter topics that are meaningful and helpful to us RVers. We've all made them and probably are even too embarrassed to admit them. But today, I'm coming clean and I'm sharing with y'all my top 10 RVing mistakes that I've made. Some are silly and some are a little scary. But in this pit stop, I want to share them all as I know that I'm not alone. These mistakes that I'm going to share with you are to some degree the noob mistakes that I've made from when we first got into RVing with Pippa the Pop-Up to when we made the transition into a 26-foot travel trailer. I will share what I did wrong and what I've done to ensure that I don't make those mistakes again. Here are my top 10 RV mistakes. Number 10. Believing what a dealer told me I could tow with my F-150. While the answer to that question is technically yes, my F-150 could tow our Jayco 267 BHSW, but it was maxed out and overweight, putting additional stress on the F-150 and potentially putting my family in danger. We travel mountain passes a lot, and I was towing uphill at about 45 miles per hour and driving downhill. I was just abusing my brakes. After only about one year, I bought a new truck that is better suited to towing our trailer and any future trailers we may decide to get. Number nine, chasing found screws in a trailer. An RV is often referred to as a rolling earthquake, and it's true. Every time I open my trailer after towing it to the campground, I find random screws and I have zero ideas of where that screw came from. When our Jayco was shiny and new, I would search our trailer for the home for where that screw went. I could never find it. It was a fool's errand. And I was always chasing my tail, causing myself unnecessary stress. I have since abandoned this practice and when things break or don't look right, I address those issues then. Replacing factory mattress with a sweet memory foam mattress. That is now too tall and is difficult for my wife to use to get into bed. When we were looking to replace the mattress, we used RVMattress.com, and I do recommend them, as we wanted to get a nice memory foam mattress. I was debating with my wife between the 8-inch and the 10-inch, and my wife said that she was a side sleeper, well actually we both are, and that she wanted to go all in on the 12-inch. So we splurged and bought it not thinking about what this would mean for my wife, whose driver's license says she is five feet tall. She now needs to use a step stool to get into bed. I guess it's true, you should always measure twice. Number seven, driving with the propane on. I have, on a few occasions, especially on those longer driving days, driven with our propane on. I know there is a lot of conflicting information out there about if you should or shouldn't do it. But after chatting with Fireman Ken, who is also an RVer back in the pit stop in 54, I no longer drive with my propane on. If a fire starts while you are hooked up, you will have no time to unhook. So it will be a catastrophic loss of both your RV and your tow vehicle. Go give pit stop number 54 a listen to hear for yourself. Number six. Forgetting to raise stabilizer jacks before trying to hitch the trailer up to the truck. I've actually done this at least twice. 
I'm raising the tongue to get it high enough above my hitch ball, and I hear this weird noise. It usually takes me a minute to realize what I'm doing, and then I see that my front stabilizer jacks are down, but actually off the ground. That is when I have the epiphany of the stress that I am putting on the rear stabilizers. Oi. Luckily, I have not caused any serious damage by doing this. Number five. This one is more of an education mistake. I have heard that it is wise to know where the bolt crank is just in case you need to manually bring in your slide. I never bothered with that until I needed to know. On our drive across country, our slide broke night one on the road. We were in Deer Lodge, Montana. We were up and at and ready to get a start on our next travel day. My wife was bringing in our slide and it began to crab and not go in straight. It took us six hours to problem solve how to bring the slide in manually. Had I known the location for our slide, that would have saved us a lot of time. Please learn from my mistake. Go find where to manually bring your slide in on your rig. Number four, not paying attention to my gray tank levels. This one just might be self-explanatory, but I was enjoying a camping trip, not paying attention to the levels in our tanks, and my wife, who was very good at conserving water, was doing some dishes, and the gray tank started to back up into the bathtub. The good news is that it was the bathtub, and we caught it pretty soon and didn't make too much of a mess in the trailer. The bad news is that when we are on the road, we use one of those big blue IKEA bags as a dirty clothes bag, and we leave it in the bathtub. So when the gray tank overflowed, it got our dirty clothes pretty wet with gray water, which was gross. Hey, at least they were already dirty. Number three, speaking of tanks, I've had a somewhat smallish spill of the black tank when I've dumped the tanks. I'm willing to bet that we all have. The connection to the RV, I didn't set the teeth of the hose securely around the port and had some leakage there. I've also had the other end pop out of the ground when dumping. It makes for a mess for sure. The times that this has happened, I've been at rest areas and luckily they have the non-potable water right there so I can clean up after myself. Now, I hook everything up and the first thing I do is open the gray tank just to check all of my connections real quick before I open the black tank. This has mitigated any further disgusting spills. Number two. When we had Pippa the pop-up, we first borrowed her from some friends for about a month to see how we liked the RV life. When my wife and I decided to buy the tent trailer, we took it to one of our local dealerships for a pre-purchase inspection. When I towed it in and was getting Pippa all checked in, the tech noticed that I wasn't using a hitch pin to secure the trailer onto the hitch ball. Total rookie mistake. And I didn't even know what I didn't know. I'm just glad that after all of the towing we had done up to that point, that Pippa didn't come unhitched from my F-150. Number one, setting wheel chocks before unhitching the travel trailer. We go on an annual big group trip with a bunch of friends every year, right as the kids get out of school to kick off summer. We arrived at the campground a little later than planned. People were coming up to us excited that we had arrived and I got distracted. After leveling out the trailer, I forgot to set the wheel chocks. So as I unhooked the trailer from my truck, our 26-foot travel trailer lurched forward, startled me, and potentially put me in harm's way. Luckily, the trailer hitch landed on my bumper, so I was able to use the trailer jack 
to raise and ultimately stabilize the trailer. This scared the living bejesus out of me, and now I never forget to set my trailer's tire chocks. RVing is fun, and I share my mistakes with you in hopes that you can learn from my mistakes, or at least you're listening and laughing at me because you've made these same mistakes yourself, and that's okay. Just know that if we ever share a campfire, I will expect you to share with me some of your RVing mistakes so I don't make the same mistakes. Be safe out there, and most of all, have a great time. One thing I want to share with you, in a previous full-length episode, I interviewed Thomas of CamperAlerts.com, and he has recently rolled out an update to CamperAlerts.com, and you can now filter out RV-specific alerts, looking for water and electric, full hookups, and so if you're looking for a way to find a campsite this summer at a campground that you haven't made a reservation for, I totally recommend using CamperAlerts.com to set an alert to let you know when a site is available for the days you want with the hookups that you need. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, please go back and listen to episode 54. Now, get out there and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.